Greetings, Blind Faith Podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Blind Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Craig C. Edgley Jr., and the title of today's episode is, I Am Waiting on God. I Am Waiting on God. So our scripture is going to come from the book of Isaiah, the 40th chapter, beginning at the 31st verse, and it reads, But those who wait upon and hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles and soar. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Again, the title of our message, beloved, is going to be, I am waiting on God. So the question might come to mind in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of all the craziness of, of life, um, in the midst of houses burning down, in the midst of loved ones being lost, uh, in the midst of uh, the, the corona numbers climbing higher and higher, uh, in the midst of all the craziness of life, the question might come into mind, even with us as believers, how long Shall we wait on God? How, how long do we have to wait on God? And that's a great question. How long will it be before God delivers us from the corona pandemic completely? How long will it be before God uh, fixes our, our relationships? How long will it be before God fixes our finances? How, how long will it be before God... Uh, uh, fixes our hearts, fixes our minds. How, how long will we have to wait on God for deliverance? And, and the answer truly and honestly is sometimes we just don't know. God doesn't always share his timetable with us. God doesn't always uh, give us direct intuition as to how long we'll have to go through storm. He doesn't always give us direct intuition as to even when the storm will come or, or how the storm will come. But understand that we have to take on a frame of mind that no matter how long it takes, no matter how tough it gets, we have to declare in our hearts and in our minds, we are waiting on God. We are determined to wait on God. So, uh, why, why, why do we wait on God? Why should we continue to wait on God in the midst of all the craziness of life? Why should we continue to wait on God? Well, the first reason that we should continue to wait on God is because when we wait on God, we have a renewable energy source. In, in this ever-changing world, one of the big hot topics in the, around the political circles is renewable energy sources. Um, the thought being behind it is that there are times when energy sources can be depleted. Uh, fossil fuels and, and, and things of that nature. There are, are times when, when energy sources can be tapped out because the demand is high and the supply is so low. And so this concept of renewable energy sources is something that people are often seeking. 
uh, solar energy and wind energy, energy that comes from natural sources, because when you depend on something that is in high demand but of little supply, then you'll run out. You'll get tapped out. But when you can tap into something that has renewable energy, when you can tap into something that cannot be depleted, when you can tap into something that is naturally replenished, then you got yourself a good renewable energy source. And, and so when we're waiting on God, we understand that God becomes the source of our strength. And God is a renewable energy source. He cannot be depleted. He cannot get tapped out. God is ever, he, he's, he's ever changing. He's, he's almighty. He's full of strength. He's full of power and he cannot be depleted. And so when we are waiting on God, we, we recognize and we understand that God becomes the source of our strength. The scripture says that the eyes of the Lord are roaming through the earth looking to strengthen those who are fully committed to him. Ain't that something? The eyes of God are roaming the earth, looking to strengthen those who are fully committed to him. He's looking to strengthen your faith. He's looking to strengthen you as you wait. He strengthens us mentally, physically, and spiritually. He strengthens the bars of our gates. He strengthens us with his right hand. Ain't that something? God will strengthen you in every aspect of your life, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. God will give you the strength that you need, not only to, to overcome whatever you're facing, but also to keep on waiting. So it goes around full circle. If I wait on God, God will give me the strength to keep waiting. If I wait on God, God will give me the strength to overcome. And so whether God is supplying me with the strength to keep on waiting or whether God is supplying me with the strength to overcome what I'm facing, no matter what it might be, God will always be my source of strength. You see, when we look out through the Old Testament, we see, we see the courageous defeats of, of <coughs> of that great, great commander, Joshua. We see how he was so triumphant in his victories and his battles as a commander of the Lord's army, as a fighter for God. And, and, and we look at those defeats and we look at those uh, uh, amazing victories that Joshua had and, and, and we wonder, man, Joshua must have been a great fighter. But in all actuality, it wasn't Joshua, but it was the Joshua's source of strength. And when you realize that God was Joshua's encourager, that God was Joshua's strength, then you understand that the victories that Joshua had were not as a result of him being such a great fighter, but a result of him being connected to his source of strength and waiting on God and God continuing to supply his strength. We can even look at people like Samson. And, 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 and what was so interesting is when Samson was battling the Philistines, they constantly sought after the source of his strength. And so they, they found that his weakness was for women. And so they used his weakness to try to get after the source of his strength. And, and so ultimately, uh, uh, Samson fell at the hands of a woman 
because his weakness was women. But there was a misunderstanding in what his actual source of strength was. So his hair was, he, he took the Nazarite vow and he had never shaved his head. And so his hair um, was sim symbolic of that Nazarite vow. And that Nazarite vow was symbolic of his, connected, his connection to God, his devotion to God. And, and, and so with that being uh, his, his, symbol, his symbol of his devotion to God, when he lost his hair, he lost his strength. But the strength was actually not in the hair. The strength was in his connection to God. And so when Samson lost his strength because he lost his hair, uh, they put him in captivity and they taunted him and they took out his eyes. And, and, and Samson prayed out to God. He said, God, can you give me strength one more time? And he did not have his full head of hair like he had in the past, but he had reestablished a connection with God and he had reestablished that that, 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 that ability to wait on God and allow God to strengthen him in his waiting. And, and, and God gave him strength one more time and he had one more final victory over the Philistines, not because of his hair and because of the rituals and because of the Nazarite vow, but because he had waited on the Lord and the Lord showed up and gave him strength one more time to conquer, to defeat his enemies. So beloved, First thing I want to ask you as we enter into this uh, sermon is, are you waiting on God? Because if you're waiting on God, God will become the source of your strength. God will give you strength to wait and God will give you strength to overcome the challenges that life may throw your way. Number two, we shall wait on God because if we wait on God, we shall mount up with wings as eagles and soar. Eagles are large birds. They fly at high altitudes. They have large eyes and that gives them great vision. They have plenty of wingspan and they have small bodies. So the wingspan allows them to soar higher and higher and higher. Eagles have such great wingspan and they can reach altitudes up in the sky. Eagles are not afraid of the storm. Eagles have great vision and they can see off things at a distance. Eagles are fearless predators. Eagles don't run from the storm, they embrace the storm. They tenaciously use the winds of the storm to get higher and higher in their soar. Eagles are picky eaters. They don't just eat everything. What am I saying about eagles? Well, I, I'm saying that if we wait on God, we have the ability to be like the eagles. We have the ability to come up higher than the things that we face. So we have the ability to soar at high altitudes if we wait on God. Our waiting on God gives us the ability to soar at higher altitudes. So no matter what I'm facing down here at the lower altitudes, when I wait on God, when I am determined 
when I make up in my mind that I'm going to wait on God, then I have the ability to come up above everything that I'm facing in life. Like the eagles, I have a small body, but I have big wings when I'm waiting on God. And so I can mount up on my wings and begin to soar above the things that I'm facing in life because I am waiting on God. I'm not sure what you're facing as an individual in life right now. I know that we're all collectively facing this corona. I know that we're all collectively facing political issues. I know that we're all collectively facing great things. And, and then individually, we also have our challenges. We also have financial challenges, relationship challenges, uh, uh, spiritual challenges, addiction challenges. Um, we all have our own, our own unique individual challenges. But what we have collectively when we wait on God is we have the ability to mount up with wings as eagles and fly above everything that we face in life. And so we don't have to walk through it. We don't have to swim through it. We don't have to tough our way through all of life's most challenging circumstances and storms. When we wait on God, we have the ability to get up on top of the wings of the Holy Spirit, mount up on the wings of the Holy Spirit, and we can soar above all of the challenges that life may throw our way. And so when we mount up on wings as eagles, we don't have to be afraid of the storm. Beloved, we don't have to be afraid of the storm when we mount up with wings as eagles. As a matter of fact, we can embrace the storms of life. When the eagles mount up on their wings, they don't run from the storm. They're not afraid of the storm. They embrace the storm because they understand that it's the winds of the storm that help them to mount up and climb to even higher altitudes in life. And, and, and so when you begin to embrace your storms, understand that the storms, God is going to use the storms to take you higher and higher and higher and higher because we can mount up with wings as eagles and soar on top of the winds of our storms. I like that, that they said eagles have vision because an eagle has good vision to see his prey at a far distance. He has good focus. He can zoom in on his target. And, and, and so we need to be like eagles. We need to mount up with wings as eagles and we need to keep our eyes on our target. What is our target, beloved? Well, our target is to see God. And, and, and if we can mount up on our wings and keep our eyes on God, then we can go down to number three. I, I, I'm going through my text, but we can go down to number three. We can run and not be weary. We can walk and not faint. If we keep our eyes on God and we mount up with wings like eagles, we can soar on top of the storm and we will not be conquered by the storm. Beloved, this scripture says that we can run and not get weary. We can walk and not faint. It's evident 
with this corona, with all the stressors that we face in life, that in this life we can get exhausted. We can simply be exhausted. In this life we can get exhausted, we can get depleted, we can get tired, and we can get weary. We can get weak and we can get faint. Beloved, as we go through life and we face the challenges of life, there are seasons when we just simply get depleted, exhausted, tired, weary, faint, and weak. The Bible talks about how when you go through wilderness experiences, that's one of the side effects is exhaustion. Your hands begin to get weak. Your knees begin to falter. Your mind, body, and soul simply get exhausted. But I'll stop by with this message to let you know that we, when we wait on God, God will refresh and satisfy us. God will continuously refresh and satisfy us when we get tired, when we get weak, when we get weary, when we get faint. God will continuously refresh and satisfy us. He, God wants to continuously refresh and satisfy our soul. God wants to continuously refresh and satisfy our mind. God wants to continuously refresh and satisfy our bodies. And if we wait on God, he will continuously refresh and satisfy us. God, In the Bible, God says that six days we ought to work. And on the seventh day, we ought to rest. And, 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 and the seventh day has been set aside as a Sabbath day, a day for everything in the land to rest. God, in his creation, recognized a need for us to be replenished. When he, before he even created us, before he even called us into existence, before he shaped the mountains and before he shaped the seas, before he created all the living creatures and everything that filled the earth, he recognized that there is a need for man and for the land to rest and be replenished and be refreshed. So before the creator even created his creation, he established and recognized that there was a need for us to be refreshed and replenished. God realized that there was going to be some times when we got faint. God realized that there was going to be some times in this life when we get weary. God realized that there was going to be some times in this life when we get tired, when we get frustrated, when we get exhausted, and when our strength is depleted. And so God said in his word that six days we ought to labor, and on the seventh day we ought to hold the seventh day as a Sabbath day so that we can rest and be replenished. God knew from the creation that we needed to be replenished, that we needed 
to be refreshed. God knew that you were going to go through some of the storms that you were going to go through. God knew that you were going to face the challenges that you were going to face. God knew that you were going to face those hardships. He knew that we're going to go through the pandemics. He knew that we were going to go through the financial situations. He knew about the storms. He knew what we were facing. And so God said that there is a time when we just need to be refreshed. We, we need times of refreshing from God. We need times of replenishment from God. We need times of renewal from God. And the only way we can get these times of refreshing, times of replenishment, times of renewal, is if we wait on God. If we refuse to quit, if we don't throw in the towel, if we keep waiting on God, we will experience, like my cousin buddy say, cooling water. He, 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 he said, cooling water. What is it about that song, cooling water? Well, when you've been working on a long, hot summer day, and your energy is depleted, and your, 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 your faith is depleted, your, your strength is depleted, everything is depleted, there's nothing like cooling water. When it enters your system, it refreshes you, and God wants to be our refresher. God wants to feed us physically so that our bodies are refreshed. <coughs> God wants to feed us spiritually so that our souls are refreshed. God wants to feed us mentally so that our minds are refreshed. God wants to bring us into a season of refreshing. And with that said, beloved, I am waiting on God. It's not just something I say. That's who I am. I am waiting on God. I am waiting on the Lord. You can hit me all you want to, but I am waiting on God. You can send what storms you want to send, but I am waiting on God. That's not something I'm saying. That's something that I have become. I am waiting on God. I've been through meningitis, but I am waiting on God. I've, I am a blind man. I've endured blindness. I've endured deafness, and I am waiting on God. I'm still waiting on God. And you have to determine in your mind that no matter what comes your way, no matter how hard the storms get in life, you have to decide in your mind, I am waiting on God. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am waiting on God. I know my money is funny, but I am waiting on God. I know I've had some relationship challenges, but I am waiting on God. I know I've had some situations on the job, but I am waiting on God. I'm dealing with this pandemic, but I am waiting on God. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, come what may, I am waiting on God. I will wait on God until I die. Job waited on God, and look what God did for Job. He gave him double for his trouble. Big Mama waited on God, and look at what God did for Big Mama. She never had a day in her life when she had a worry about where was she going to get her next meal. She never had a day in her life when she had to worry about 
who was going to provide for her, who was going to protect her. But to the day that she died, she was protected. She was kept. She had provision. She had enough to make it. Because when you wait on God, like Job waited, when you wait on God, like Big Mama waited, you don't have to worry about the toils and the concerns of this old world. God will provide. God will protect. When we wait obediently on God, when we, when we trust in God's word, and, and, and when we wait for the fulfillment of his word, we will never be disappointed. God will strengthen us. God will deliver us. God will carry us. God will replenish us. God will refresh us. God will be the source of our strength. God will be the source of our strength. Touch your neighbor and say, God is the source of my strength. I've been through the storms. I've been through the rains. And you ask me, how did I make it? I'll tell you, because God is the source of my strength. I found a renewable energy source. And his name is Jesus. If you need some strength, if you need to be strengthened in your mind, if you need to be strengthened in your body, if you need to be strengthened in your soul, I dare you to try Jesus. Jesus is the source of our strength. He is the only renewable energy source that will never be depleted, that will never run dry. The Holy Spirit will give you the strength that you need to make it through the storms and the challenges of life, but you've got to wait on God. Beloved, you've got to wait on God. Touch your neighbor and say, I am waiting on God. I am waiting on God because I know that if I wait on God, I'll mount up on wings like eagles. I'll soar on the winds of the storm. I'll soar on the winds of my challenges. I'll soar on the winds of everything that the enemy has thrown up against me. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm waiting on God because when I wait on God, I'll run and I won't get weary. When I wait on God, I'll walk and I won't faint. Beloved, wait on God. Wait on God. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you is my prayer.